I love that Holly's quick on the record button. <laughs> Catch us before the gems are lost. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Jack, what, what should we do this week? We got the we got breach of the week. Should we try to do um actually I have a I have a little mailbag update we can kind of poke in at the end. Excellent. Yeah, so let's do that. All right, breach of the week. NVIDIA. Breach of the week. I didn't I, I can't well, I can't say I'm it's just, it's just not a name I would have expected to come across the desk, frankly. Yeah, a different kind of attack as well. That's for damn sure. Different yeah. motivation. So um, for those that are not familiar with it, NVIDIA announced a breach in February of 2021, actually. So is that right? Oh, no, sorry. No, in, NVIDIA introduced the uh, light light hash rate in February 21. The breach just occurred last month, so fe- February 22. Right on. Okay, so good. All right, so we're back on track. <laughs> Started. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, that was a rough start. Anyway, but we're back on. All right. So uh, NVIDIA in uh, 2021, fe- February 2021, introduced light hash rate for their GE Force uh, graphic card chips. And, and basically, the short of it, the too long, don't read, is that uh, NVIDIA chose to implement basically a, like a, a rate limiter on their graphics chips to prevent against or, or to limit or to slow the use of the chips for mining cryptocurrencies, specifically Ethereum. And um, I would assume that that meant they were hoping that the chip or the graphic processing units would end up going to um, the gaming community instead. Right on. And in fact, they announced a new chip that would not have the capacity to drive uh, displays, but it would be capable of doing uh, the crypto mining that folks were interested in buying these chips for. So it's, it started off as an effort by NVIDIA to satisfy two really different communities while still supporting the community that got them where they are, which is the gamers. Yeah, it was uh, pretty solid intent. Here, yeah. So, just reading some quotes here. So, the article that I'm looking at right here is um, Ars, Ars Technica. Yeah. So, it's their their quote here is exactly what you said. Um, Make the cards less desirable to people mining Ethereum and possibly other types of cryptocurrencies. In recent years, the soaring prices of cryptocurrencies have created enormous demand for the cards because the cards are generally much faster, and more efficient, performing intensive computations required for required during the mining process. So, February. 23 2022 there's an announcement that comes out i'm gonna i'm gonna paraphrase this because no, no one likes being read to nvidia became aware of a cyber incident impacted it resources shortly after discovering the incident we further harden our network because no one wants to harden their network before a breach actually occurs <laughs> um engaged uh incident response experts blah, blah blah they do not they're very clear it has nothing to do with the russia ukraine conflict right so at this point, we have no idea how they got they got a foothold in they the perpetrators got a foothold into the network. But um, kind of fast forward here, there's a group called Lapsus yes. with, a, with a dollar sign at the end. I don't, I don't know how you actually say it. Lapsus, Lapsus with a dollar sign at the end. I think is the translation. Yeah, <laughs> Lapsus dollars. Lapsus dollars. That's excellent. Yeah, maybe <laughs> may, maybe that's like a purpose purposeful swag at like the currency play here. Maybe. I don't know. So um, so it kind of unfolds here. So uh, this group called Lapsus wrote in 
This is clear. So now this article is talking about Lapsus saying they wrote in broken English. We decided to help the mining gaming community. We want NVIDIA to push an update for all 30 series firmware that remove every late hash, light hash rate limiter limitations. Otherwise, we will leak HW folder. If they remove the LHR, we will forget about the HW folder. Air quotes, it's a big folder. We both know the LHR impact on the mining and gaming community. Let's see here, it's about a terabyte of data from NVIDIA. So in the meanwhile, this Lapsus group has all of NVIDIA's information. They have things like source code. They have other data related to the hash set. Um, they basically have the IP related to how these, these chipsets are manufactured. So in the meanwhile, Lapsus published a tranche of leaked files, which include usernames and cryptographic hashes for 71,335 of the NVIDIA employees. Yeah, th th this whole thing reeks. Part of the problem is if you look at what NVIDIA did, they recognized that the, the speed of the GPUs that they, were, that they were using was like super helpful to the crypto mining community, right? And unfortunately, that particular industry started dragging away the actual chips that people wanted to do for the gaming community. And so they created this new, I think it was called CMP, which is a new chipset that allowed them to run the um, same kind of GPU, but that GPU couldn't be used to drive graphics displays. Excellent. So now we separated it. So now you've got this Lapsus group that comes along, um, you know, Freedom Fighters, I guess. Uh, they come along and what they're trying to do is they're trying to say that, no, you know, that the, the rate monitoring allows them to cut down on its utility of these chips. To me, what it feels like is if you're some kind of legit crypto miner, then you're picking up the CMP chips because it appears like there's plenty of them lying around. Uh, if you what you want to do is install malware and then do crypto mining on systems that weren't you're not really in, supposed to be on, then you need those those gamer systems, those GPUs that are supposed to be used for something else uh, to drive you know the the derivation of Ethereum for you. So, you know the way I'm looking at it. You know, the, this is this is a really unusual attack, right? It's basically attempting to corporate blackmail, you know, the group uh, at NVIDIA into doing uh, what they want them to do, removing the protections they put in place for the for the gaming community that brought them to where they are. And uh, it's just it's just a really uh, it's kind of a troubling uh, play, but it looks like NVIDIA is handling it uh, now that it's sort of out in the open pretty well. So, um, exactly what you said. It's true. So the next next chapter here is uh, kind of reading some some announcements from Lapsus here, and I'm I'm getting I'm getting to to the speculation of how this group got a foothold in. Uh, initial comments from Lapsus on the comment of them having uh, source code, things like that. So their first note to Nvidia says, "Choice is yours. Either officially make current." and all future drivers for all cards open source while keeping the Verilog and chipset trade secrets, well, secret, or not make the drivers open source, making us release the entire silicon chip files so that everyone not only knows your driver's secrets, but also your most closely guarded trade secrets for graphic computer chipsets too. So NVIDIA responded, well, they, I'm not sure they actually have responded to that one. I haven't found any notes that indicate that they have, but it doesn't seem like NVIDIA has done either of those things. In fact, and so this is, this is what's kind of leading to me, my speculation on how this group got a foothold in. NVIDIA hacks back. 
Right on. So I'm trying to find the quote here. This was uh, we we can actually put it in the in the show notes. This came over on Twitter. Uh, in, Nvidia hacks back. Access to Nvidia Employee VPN requires a PC to be enrolled in MDN Mobile Device Management. With this, they're able to communicate to a virtual machine that we use, Lapsus uses, in order to get the the foothold into Nvidia. Yes, they air quotes, NVIDIA, successfully encrypted the data, and the group claimed in a subsequent message, the Lapsus ransomware gang wrote in its Telegram exchange, however, we have a backup and a safe from the scum. <laughs> we are not hacked by competitors, groups, or any sorts. Oh, uh, this is this is credited to, to Brett Callow, who's the person's tweet that I was reading here. So basically, the short version is Lapsus gets a foothold in through a virtual machine that they were using as a pivot point. In the course of pivoting onto NVIDIA's network, that VM got enrolled in NVIDIA's mobile device management, which also likely indicates how they got a foothold into the environment originally, which is exactly what you said, Jack, potentially in a leaked employee credential allowing access to a VPN. And we all know once you have that, it's pretty easy to escalate privileges and start to move around the network. Right on. And I, and I think to your point that one of the messages from Lapsus as they were describing what they had done, they had talked about how they had been able to pivot what they had to admin level resorts, right? They said, you know, we've got admin level privileges to go running around with. And so I think, I think you're on the money. I think, you know, they jump on with the stolen cred, uh, they jack up its privileges, then they go forth and they go gather stuff and exfil it out. So they've got a terabyte of what was previously confidential proprietary data. Yeah. You know, what's super frustrating about all of this to me is um, the, the title of all these articles is super, super deceiving. I mean, it's frustrating. You can't, I mean, reading through numerous news articles, like you can, I like, I can't tell what's going on until you dig into the details and figure out, you know, how, how these things actually happen. Like on, on the surface, it looks like it looks like something different than actually what occurred. Yeah, I, I think I think what ended up happening was that a lot of the early press reporting when they found the attribution went to Lapsus, they said, oh, got to be ransomware because Lapsus has done ransomware before uh, South America, a couple of other places. So, you know, they assumed that because that had been sort of modus operandi one for Lapsus, that that's what it was here. And frankly, if you look at it from the outside, if you don't do the research you did and I didn't, I'm sure other folks have done. You know, you look at it and you say, yeah, it feels like a doxing attack, right? It feels like somebody broke up, broke in. And, you know, in the course of setting themselves up to do the crypto uh, so you can get the ransomware running, they stole everything as well, right? Until you start looking at the size of the data that's, that they're saying is gone, right? You, in the most sort of fastest exfiltration I can imagine for that much data of that type, somebody would have seen something. Right. So my guess is this is something very different. Right. This is, as you say, through the credential theft, a, a more you know, targeted style of attack and not ransomware. And unfortunately, and this is one of the reasons we do breach the week, right, so that people understand a little bit better. You know, ransomware is not the only threat in town and ransomware isn't the only tool in the box of groups that are doing this kind of malicious damage the way that Lapsus is. Yeah. And I would say for those are listening, I can attest firsthand the number of credentials available on the web today, do a lot of them are still good credentials and you mm -hmm. can still pass pass the hash and get a get a foothold into your environment. I think about all, all the attack simulations that that we've run. I can think of quite a few where we've just harvested we've harvested credentials off the dark web, pass them over, and usually we can just walk walk right in the front door. We we don't even have to 
We don't even have to smash a window to get in. <laughs> yeah, and, and to your point, Justin, right? Uh, the NVIDIA team has said that they've already forced all employees to reset all their passwords. So my guess is that's not because they released the hashes. It's because they know that there's some number of credentials that are out there and they're stolen and they got to redo them, right? That's so yep. I think it's just another point, as you say, to the fact that this was a, a different style of attack where it started with a stolen credential. Yep. Sweet. Quick, quick mailbag update. Dun, dun, dun. It's time uh, for the mailbag. <laughs> You've got mail. So it turns out, Jesse, the last person I talked with on uh, on our, our last mailbag, has basically turned into my pen pal. Hey, <laughs> way to go. Um, so a, a little bit more context to like add to uh, to the context of the question, because as as I've gotten to talk to him more, I've 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 learned more about the origination of the the question. At least at least I think I do. Oh, but I've I've realized for the most of, most of the time I actually don't know shit. So there's that too. Is uh this this guy's been in in IT for for a really long time. It's not like he's getting started and he's trying to figure stuff out. In fact. He knows some of the technical stuff that that we talk about. In fact, I would say, I would say he he definitely does, and he's probably fairly advanced in the topics. It's the lingo that he's missing, the security mm-hmm. lingo. So he's been in IT for the last 10, 15 years, and now is coming over to the to the dark side. So anyway, long story short, with the added context, he was looking for certifications that uh, helped teach him the the vernacular and the nomenclature and the lingo so that he could communicate in a way that kind of puts all the pieces together. Yeah. So anyway, so in, the, in that mailbag, actually, I think what we've learned from mailbags is context is everything. Right. Well, I, I'd say that's probably the case for a lot of, a lot of stuff. But so last time we said labs, learn labs, do your own stuff, learn how to troubleshoot span trees, learn how to reverse engineer, you know, malware, you have to learn it on your own because no, no cert's going to actually teach you this. But in Jesse's case, maybe there's maybe there is some some words to be learned from from a certification and learning how to uh, to organize your thoughts. Interesting. Become a polyglot. Take on a new language. Speaking security speak. How sad, in a way, that someone who is technically competent, who understands their craft, has to learn a different language to figure out how to secure it. That disassociates the people who are responsible for doing the thing from the language of how to do the thing. That's kind of sad. Well, it's, I mean, it's a testament to our industry, right? <laughs> Condemnation, testament, indictment. Yeah, pick it. Yeah, testament's not really the right word, but like it's proof. It's, it's proof of every, everything that we've said, right? And it's saying we've created the confusion so that we can provide the solution. Right? <laughs> like, like, for F's sake, like let's just, let's just agree to make this easier. Try to make it easy. Try to simplify. There, there should never be a scenario where the, the the nomenclature and the dialect is so complex that even like a native speaker who has a technical chops is uh, is trying to figure out how to navigate all this stuff. Like it just just proves everything that we've said is uh, up to this point is true. All right. So I felt I, I feel better. I've gotten that off my chest. I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep really well at night. So thanks for listening, Jack. Well, I'm I'm here for you, and our audience <laughs> is here for you. Sweet. All right. I think we wrap this one up. Jack, thanks, Holly. Holly, thanks. Thanks for being quick on the record.